What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Sloth University's Playoff Preview. The wild card is over, and we were 6-0 in our picks. The wild card round is easier for predictions because in most of the cases, you can kind of really tell who the better team is. And there were a couple good games, but for the most part, the games weren't really competitive. This round should be full of very exciting games, so let's hope for another clean sweep of picks. The teams are a lot better this time around because it's really like a really good team against really good team instead of some teams that kind of crept into the playoffs. So, let's, you know, let's, let's hope we do is good the first time is the last time. Now let's get into these thoughts and predictions, starting off with the Titans versus the Bengals. The line opened at the Titans' three-point favorites at home with a 47.5 point over and under. And the line has since risen to the Titans' three-and-a-half point favorites at home with the same over and under. And much to my surprise, many people had written off the Bengals for most part in this matchup, and considering many fans of the games had zero faith in the Titans to keep a hold in their first round by once King Henry was out for the regular season with the foot injury, I thought more people would be on the Bengals hype train, along with Joey Shiesty. <laughs> but a surprising 81% of people betting on the money line have taken the Titans to win the game, and I was extremely surprised. Was like, 81% of the people really thought the Titans were going to win? I mean, I'm one of those people now, but like, the Bengals what I thought would be like the super hype train because they've been one of the most explosive offenses in the league. So it's like most people usually flock to that. Expectations are that Henry will be back for the game this week. And he tested out the foot in contact practice and he, the team said he felt fine and looked fine. And Henry isn't the only one that was riddled with injuries and will be healthy for the game. Head coach Mike Rabel said that the team hasn't ruled out anybody for the game. So they should be healthy for the most part, with Julio Jones also coming back. And this is the same for the Bengals, who just got their sack leader, Trey Hendrickson, back and haven't ruled out anyone for this game as well. Now, the Titans' defense is allowing 20.8 points per game. And while it hasn't happened often, when the Bengals were kept to 21 points or below this season, they have a 1-3 record. And I do think the Bengals will find some tough sledding this game against a ferocious Titans' defense, but... I think the Titans will probably control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball in this matchup. They're still a much more football team than the Bengals. And this Bengals offense is much more explosive than the Titans, even with the healthy Henry. But the Titans have an impressive wins against equally explosive offense this year. And a 34-31 win against the Bills. A 27-3 win against the Chiefs. And a 28-16 win against the Rams. The Rams win was one of their most impressive ones because they didn't even have Derrick Henry this season or against in that game. Now, no, I'm I love me some Joey Shiesty, some Joey B, but he'll have his hands full in this game trying to take on his defense. Like better QBs have tried and got bodied by this defense. This game isn't just about him though because in their last game against the Raiders, Josh Jacobs gashed them a few times and had a pretty productive day on the ground with 13 carries for 83 yards with the 6.4 yards per carry total. And the Titans rushing attack is way better than the Raiders and they're probably top five in the league and they'll give the Bengals more problems than the Raiders did, especially with a a healthy Derrick Henry coming back. Even with a slightly banged up Derrick Henry, they still, even without Derrick Henry, <laughs> the, Ra- the Raiders rushing attack compared to the Titans rushing attack is it's not very close. And the key to the Bengals overcoming the odds is if they can get their own rushing attack going with Joe Mixon. 
The Titans' pass defense has proven that they can hold their own against the best, but their run defense hasn't really been tested much this season. They face Jonathan Taylor twice, but divisional games are always tough to gauge. And other than Jonathan Taylor, they really haven't faced much comp in the running back position. In the running back position. And if they did face a good running back, the team didn't really run the ball that much. And if they didn't, it was mixed results. Some teams had like pretty bad ones, but there were teams that had like 10 rushes for 50 yards. So that was a pretty good yard per carry. And for the Titans, I think if they can hold strong in their red zone defense, they're 10th ranked in the red zone defense. And the Bengals' red zone offense has been pretty shoddy. Like, they're even the last game against the Raiders all season, they really have not been very good in the red zone. I believe their red zone yards per carry was like 2.6 or something. I know it was pretty low. It was well below three yards a carry. And it's not going to cut it in the red zone. You got to be efficient. there. That's the one place you should be efficient. You can't settle for field goals and expect to win against great teams. And in the end, I think the Titans will come home taking the victory. And if their defense comes to play, which I think it will, it'll be tough for the Bengals to overcome it. All right, moving on to our next matchup. We have the 49ers versus the Packers. The line opened up with the Packers as five and a half point favorites at home with the 48 and a half point over under. The line stayed the same and the over-under lowered to 47 points. The 49ers took care of business against an inferior Cowboys team, but the game still came down to the wire, and it was likely due to injuries to key defensive players that the Cowboys finally became to put it together and try to lead a fourth-quarter comeback, but they botched it like they did for most of the game with stupid penalties that they shot themselves in the foot, essentially. And this time around... The Niners will find a much difficult opponent in the Packers. And they played each other earlier this year, and the Packers got the best of them in a 30-28 victory. And I don't think it'll be as lopsided as the 49ers have gotten better since then. And the Packers are favored to win by a touchdown, so I feel like Vegas doesn't really agree with that. But I think it'll be much closer than Vegas has it. They have the Packers winning by a touchdown. That's... I don't think they'll win by a touchdown. They could. They very well could, but I think it'll be as close as it was in the first game. And for what seems like is the theme for Jimmy Garoppolo's career, and he, you saw last game, he missed the key throw that would have sealed the game. He also missed the key throw that would have sealed the game in the Super Bowl two years ago. And luckily last week his defense was there to back him up, and they hung in and got the win, but unfortunately for him and the Niners... They're going up against somebody that probably has a 20-minute highlight reel out there solely full of throws that Jimmy G would fail at. Now, Jimmy will probably need to be perfect or nearly perfect, or his defense will need to force a couple turnovers, which, good luck with that, because fun fact, Jimmy Garoppolo has one less interception just this year at 12 than Aaron Rodgers has in the past three years at 13. Jimmy Garoppolo has... 12 interceptions this season. Just this one year. In the past three years combined, Aaron Rodgers has 13. Good luck trying to pick that guy off. I'm not saying it's impossible, but not very likely. And even if the 49ers defense is one of the best in the playoffs currently, I don't think there'll be enough to stop the three-headed monster in Lambeau Field that is Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams. They are going to get theirs. They're all going to eat regardless. (laughs) 
not many people can stop them. And I don't think the Packers will have much trouble moving the ball, whether it be through the air or the ground in this game. The Niners will need to find an offensive rhythm early to keep up with the Chiefs And I think they can do that. The, the Niners offense is really good and they're really explosive. And I think they can keep up. But when it comes down to it, Jimmy G hasn't shown that he can make the passes that he needs to in the biggest of the moments. And I know it's eating at him because, like, anybody who's competitive, like, when you can't do stuff like that and you get exposed, it eats away at you. And I think he can maybe rise to the occasion. I'm a, I like Jimmy G. I want, I'm rooting for the guy. But... I don't think he can do it against Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking the Packers in this matchup. Moving on to the next game that will be held on Sunday, I believe. Those first two games are for Saturday, and the next two games are for Sunday. The next game is the Rams versus the Buccaneers. Now, the line opened at Buccaneers, two and a half point favorites at home with the 48 and a half point over-under. The over-under has since lowered to 48 points. And on paper... You can look at this matchup and think, how could the Rams possibly lose? The Buccaneers are down. Many key players and two offensive linemen are questionable to play. And while the Rams did say that their longtime starting tackle, Andrew Whitworth, would miss the game, they are relatively healthy. And in the playoffs, that's what you really want to be. You want to be the hottest team and you want to be the healthiest team. Rams are, for the most part, they're pretty healthy. And looking back at the regular season, there's only the only teams to beat the Bucks were the Saints who swept them, the Washington football team beat them in the upset, and the Rams. That's it. That's literally the only three teams that beat the Bucks in the regular season. And you could argue since then the Rams have gotten better after adding two generational two generational talents in OBJ and Von Miller. And in contrast, the Bucks have deteriorated. With a depleted receiving core and O-line, they're missing multiple defensive pieces, and <laughs> everything that could have gone wrong for the Bucks has gone wrong, but they still had a better record than the Rams. And there's one thing I do know about Brady is that he loves to hold grudges. And I know the Rams are probably at the top of his list because he can't beat the Saints, they're not in the playoffs. He can't beat the Washington football team. They're also not in the playoffs. The only team that beat him in the regular season that he can get revenge on is the Rams. Now, the way to beat Brady, historically, has been to get pressure with your front four and drop everybody else back into coverage. And not many teams can do that because not many teams can get very good pressure with just their front four. But the Rams have arguably the best defensive line in the league and can do that. So this game is probably this game is going to be really interesting to see. And I was leaning towards the Rams side like the majority of the better surprisingly as 78% of the money line bets are in favor of the Rams winning this game and for good reason. But the injury to Andrew Whitworth isn't one that I'll be taking lightly. He is a staple of that offense and very important to that offense and team in general. A huge leader in that locker room. And I believe with the whole Antonio Brown situation that the Bucks are going to try to make a statement that they don't need Antonio Brown or anybody else to be a great football team. And I think this game will be a bit more defensive than people expect, though I still see both teams being able to score a good amount of points. 
it'll likely come down to who has the ball in the final minutes of the game because you give either of these QBs too much time to make a game-winning drive, and they will deliver. So whoever has the ball within, like, the last minute probably is going to score the game-winning touchdown. I don't think in the key moments, I don't, I don't see any of these defenses stopping these quarterbacks. But now history says don't bet against Brady because this man is pushing 50. He's pushing 50 years old in the NFL and just had a career year in multiple stats. I don't think that guy's getting booted in the second round. I don't care what team he has around him. Football isn't a one-man sport, yes, but Tom Brady is one of the only quarterbacks to literally elevate his entire team. Like, a lot of quarterbacks can elevate their wide receivers. Fewer quarterbacks can elevate their entire offense. Even fewer quarterbacks have been able to elevate their entire team, defense and special teams included. I got the Bucks in this matchup. I had the Rams, thought about it for a while, and I'm, I'm taking the Bucks in this matchup. Moving on to our next game, in the final game, <laughs> which will probably be the best game. I'm glad they saved this game for last because this will probably be the best game, probably of the playoffs. I'm not sure. Could be the best game of the playoffs. Probably will be the most exciting one on paper. The Bills versus the Chiefs. The line opened up as the Chiefs two and a half point favorites at home with a 54 and a half point over under. The over under raised from 54 points to 54 and a half. Now coming into this game, I was I was saying to everybody, whatever the over is, bet the over. After seeing a 54 point and a half over under. I would still say bet the over. <laughs> That's the type of teams these two people are. Or two teams these two teams are. Unless you've been living under a rock in the, in the football community the past four years, you've seen what Patrick Mahomes is capable of and what he's accomplished. It's nothing short of impossible. Like, with every throw this guy makes, it's like eye-opening, like, eye jaw-dropping amazingness. Like... What can't this guy do in a football field? And the Chiefs defense has improved this year a lot. But their offense has taken a slight step back. Slight, slight step back. And they've come back down to... I wouldn't say they've come back down to earth because that offense is still in another universe. But they've come back down to a relative universe of some other NFL offenses. And one of those offenses is the Buffalo Bills, who looked extremely dominant in their first playoff game. And every phase of that team was firing on all cylinders, and Josh Allen looked as sharp as I've ever seen him. Which, coming from a Dolphins fan, is a lot, considering three of his top four career games have come against us. So I've gotten to see his growth and dominance up close and personal. Josh Allen is that guy. Coming into this season, I thought the Bills had the best team in the league, and they've shown nothing to make me think otherwise all season. They've got a tall order against a team that's been to the Super Bowl the past two years and came away winning one. And they faced each other earlier this year, and the Bills looked like the better team in a 38-20 win. And I don't think it'll be 38-20 again. I think it'll be like 70, not 70, but like it could possibly well be like in the 50s to whatever 50-something. It could be like 58 to 54. 
it could possibly be that. I don't think this will be a 38 to 20. If it's in the 30s, it'll be high 30s. Both teams will probably score 30. And I think the Bills are going to win again. They are, in my eyes, the better football team. The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, they stay doing the impossible. Patrick Mahomes is the king of making throws that should not be completed. But I think Josh Allen is better than him. Now, that's up for Josh Allen to prove. (laughs) And this is his moment to do that. I think the Bills can make it to the Super Bowl. They are my favorite Super They are my favorites to make it to the Super Bowl, sadly, <laughs> because they're in my division and they will probably rule this division for years to come unless we find a competent head coach in front office to actually lead this team in the right direction. We're still going in the right direction, but it's not about the Dolphins right now. <laughs> it's not about the Dolphins. This is about the Bills versus Chiefs and the division around the playoffs. I have the Bills, but... Call me crazy. (laughs) Call me crazy. The Bills will probably win the game. Chiefs could, any of these teams, really, in this playoff, it could go either way. All of these teams are extremely good, and they could really go either way. But I'm, I'm taking the Bills in this matchup. Sadly, I'm taking the Bills. And with that, that wraps up our divisional round of the playoffs, thoughts and previews and predictions. And tune in next week for... Our, what is it? The conference? Yeah, the conference round. Tune in next week for the conference round. Thoughts and predictions. Hopefully we get all four picks right. Like last week, we got 6-0. Let's make it 10-0. And then let's make it 12-0. And hopefully 13-0 in the playoffs. All right. See you guys next time.